Yo, what's going on, guys? This is the Carson Connect Talk Show, episode number 83. And technically, this is a sequel, part two, to an episode that I um, previewed, not really previewed, an episode that I did yesterday that was called the Earl Thomas Altercation Part 1. And I basically went over um, really what I, the, the things that I knew, I went over the things that I had an understanding of, not what was in the dark and not what that was imaginary and that and that I didn't know I went over the things I knew I went over um what I thought about the altercation he had with another fellow Raven Safety Chuck Clark and I went over it and I got into it in depth a lot and then this episode is basically it's going to be labeled and called I'm going to call this episode Earl Thomas officially has gotten released by the Baltimore Ravens now, yes, and that is the big news, and that is the topic for this episode. Earl Thomas has officially gotten released by the Baltimore Ravens earlier today, around this around noon slash this morning. So I'm going to be going over that, what I think about him getting released, what I think led up to the altercation with him and Chuck Clark, and really what whether I agree with him being released or not. And I'm going to give out and tell you guys of some few teams that I think he could a few teams, some few teams that I think he could fit in with, and a few teams I think are going to, you know, be out there to talk with him and sign him. So yeah, guys, let's get straight into it. And before, but just before I wanted to start this episode, I just wanted to say, guys, if anyone like I've done, I'm gonna do really in my intro for every one of these episodes. If you know anyone, if anyone, whoever watches this, just just please go tell your friends, tell your families, tell your parents, tell your family's friends, anyone, I don't care who it is, please tell, if, you, if you're watching, whoever's watching this, please tell your friends, please tell other people, people that you, you associate yourself with, anyone, because let me, let me help you get the content you want and help me grow my channel. So please tell any of your friends, your parents, anyone, anyone who you associate yourself around with or you associate yourself with, anyone, just please tell your friends, anyone about my podcast so, you know, they can get the content that they want and, and if they're into football. And please just help me help you. Help me grow my channel and then I will give you the content you want. So, yes, guys, now that I've got that out of the way, let's get straight to it. So, the... Br- Breaking news today, and the biggest news out of the day, out of the past couple days, really, it was big news today. As of course, I've went over on my previous episode, previous episode, um, that's labeled the Earl Thomas altercation part one. I went over how he and Chuck Clark got into it and had an altercation on the field verbally. I don't know if it was more physical than verbal. I think it was more verbal, um, meaning they were saying maybe they were cussing back and forth, or they. They were trash-talking or whatever, but there was a play that led up to it. It was a miscommunication in the secondary and a breakdown in the secondary. I think it was um, Earl Thomas, who it was all his fault, and he even went up to Chuck Clark and admitted it was his fault for the miscommunication and breakdown in the secondary that led to a touchdown with the receiver being decently open. I think he told his side of the story and, and said he came up to walked up to Chuck Clark calmly and told him that it was my fault. Um, I don't know what happened next. Um, I have been researching to try and find out, but I told you guys I will. I told you guys that I would make the sequel um, labeled the Earl Thomas altercation part two. 
um, that's virtually, and that's really going to be called um, Earl Thomas has officially gotten released by the Baltimore Ravens. I told you guys I would make a part two of where I left off with the Earl Thomas altercation part one when the news came out whether he, Earl Thomas would get released by the Ravens or not, and it did today. He did officially get released by the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh, so I'm making the video now. And yeah, Earl Thomas officially this morning has gotten released by, did get released by John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. And officially, you know, that saves a kind of cap. Um, they said they basically terminated, they said, you know, they basically termi terminated his contract, which means basically they released him, which means they can't, they don't have to pay him because they released him. He's not on the team anymore. But they, so they basically terminated his contract, saving a decent amount of cap. He took up, I don't know the exact number, but I know he took up a decent amount of cap. So they terminated his contract, which um, saves them and gives them back a decent amount of, of salary cap and cap in general. So, and yeah, guys, Earl Thomas officially officially has gotten released by the Baltimore Ravens. Now, what I think about this, I think, now, of course, I went over my last video, my, the part one of the Earl Thomas altercation. I went over what I thought about it, whether I agreed about it. Um, technically, he didn't do anything wrong from what, I, from what we all know as humans. There's only a, one video out that he posted on his Instagram, and that was the video about the play that led up to the aggression, that started the aggression, which led up to the altercation between Earl Thomas and the... The other uh, fellow Raven safety, Chuck Clark. Again, it was a miscommunication. The defense, and of course, Earl Thomas said he on his IG post yesterday that he eventually took down. You know, he said he went up to Chuck Clark and, and in essence, told the truth and admitted it was his fault for the miscommunication that break down the secondary. That it was solely and mainly his fault. Now I don't know what, what anything he said there. If even he admitted that, I don't know how that would tick. I got like Chuck Clark off, or whether maybe Earl Thomas is lying, and maybe he just said that just because maybe he's lying. I don't know who's wrong here, because all I know is there was a miscommunication in the secondary, and that play um, started the aggression, which led up to the altercation between the two fellow Ravens, uh, one former Raven safety, which is because he got it released, that's Earl Thomas, and, and Chuck Clark, a Raven safety. Now, I don't know all the insights, and I don't know all the details, but I do know a decent amount. Now, what I'm going to put together, two and two, I'm going to guess that one, two, one out of these two scenarios is correct. Either Earl Thomas did tell the truth during what he put on his IG post yesterday and said that, yes, he probably did. Either he did tell the truth and say that, he told Chuck Clark it was a miscommunication secondary that it was his fault. And Chuck Clark probably said something like, oh yeah, really? Or either he didn't or he lied and the, and the IG post was cap or he, and it was false. And Earl Thomas said, or, or Earl Thomas lied on his IG post. Earl Tom, or Earl Thomas lied on his IG post and probably said something, you know, you know, not horrific, but probably said something towards Chuck Clark that got him mad. Like, that was your fault. Either way, I don't know if he's lying or not. I don't know if his IG post is solely true, 100% like like a fact. 
Um, but I'm going to go along with it because he's the one that took to IG and actually told his side of the story. Now, originally, on the part one to the, the sequel, the Earl Thomas Artication Part 1, I went over and told what I thought happened. Like I'm doing now a little bit. And I sided with Earl Thomas because from what... Because I based it off what Earl Thomas, his side of the story, said. Because that's the only side of the story I heard. I haven't heard from Chuck Clark yet. I haven't seen him on IG. I haven't seen him post about anything. I've heard from John Harbaugh, the, the head coach of the Ravens. And I've heard from Earl Thomas on IG. Later he deleted the post, but Earl Thomas... I'm going to have to side here with Earl Thomas. Because I don't think that's enough... For an organization to sense to not only send you home packing and kick you out of training camp, when not only Earl Thomas one was having a great training camp, he even mentioned he was having one of the best training camps of his career thus far. And they released him. So not only did they kick him out of his own team's training camp, but for, uh, for apparently telling the truth, because apparently. When he went to IG yesterday to resolve and go over and tell the whole outside world that's not in the organization of the Baltimore Ravens about what actually happened, what actually went down, what's actually the cause of things, and what actually, you know, was realistically the truth. He said that he went up to Chuck Clark and was a, said it was a miscommunication in the secondary, that it was his fault, and said that and that was the play that led... That, that started the aggression that led up to the altercation. Now, I do know words were, were, were said back and forth between the two fellow Ravens, well, between the, the one former fellow Raven safety in Earl Thomas because he officially got released, and another Raven fellow Raven safety in Chuck Clark. I do know words, I do know cuss words were, were you know, salted back and forth and spoke back and forth between the two, but I do not know the exact words, but... For, the, for as long as the, the details that I know right now from what I've just went over, that's not enough. For one, I'm gonna, from what I heard from Earl Thomas, that's, that's not even, that does not warrant you to kick someone out for telling the truth. Now, obviously, that cannot be the reason why, because I don't think any NFL organization can kick a player out for admitting something. Like, like, that's bogus. You cannot do that. There has to be more to the story. I just don't know that part of the story yet. But here's what I think about him getting kicked out. I'm going to say my final answer here from the information I know. Okay, Earl Thomas has had altercations in the past. So has his former buddy and teammate Richard Sherman. Um, and with the Legion of Boom for the Seattle Seahawks, all these hotheads have had altercations. Earl Thomas has had altercations. Thomas has flipped off some of the uh, Seattle Seahawks training staff and some of the Seahawks um, coaching staff. He's flipped off some of the Seattle Seahawks fan uh, and Arizona Cardinals fan. I mean, some of the Seattle Seahawks fan. He's had the. He's not known to be a real big hothead, but he's not known to be calm about things. He's a guy who will say his mind and speak his mind, and that's good. That can be good, but also you don't want it to turn bad. You don't want to always you know hate on people you don't always want to be a hot head and ruin the, the vibes and the mood they're in whether it's in the locker room whether it's out in the field there there's times where you want a guy like earl thomas to speak his mind and there's times well it's just not necessary and not good for you know the communication and you know 
Um, it's just not good for the moral of the team, or the chemistry for the team. So there's times where you want a guy like Earl Thomas in the locker room and out there, you know, having a fun time at training camp and playing well. And there's guys like, you know, you don't want him. You can, that's fine, but you don't want him to extend that level of speaking his mind and, and thus getting into altercations because that happens. That tends to happen with, you know, not just NFL players, but just humans in general. People like to speak their mind a little bit too much than, than what's ex what's expected and what's really should be. But, yeah, Earl Thomas, I'm going to have to side with him. I do know Earl Thomas did do some di um, did do some direct decently bad things towards Chuck Clark. I don't know if hands, if punches were thrown. I don't think fist punches, legs, kicks. I don't think none of that was thrown. I think it was a verbal altercation. Now, um, but what's weird is Chuck Clark has no punishment. And, and it all, all, it's all coming down and raining down. The consequences are raining down on Earl Thomas. Now, everyone's trying to make it seem like Earl Thomas is 100% at fault here and none of it was Chuck Clark. Now, no one knows if Chuck Clark was really, he could be an aggravator. He could have aggravated Earl Thomas to do what he did. He could have provoked him to do what he did and that shouldn't get you released. Because usually, um, if you get provoked, obviously the person who provokes someone and the, is trying to get the person to react. So if he, if Chuck Clark did that and said something back after, you know, Earl Thomas said, it was my fault, it was my bad for the miscommunication and breakdown in the secondary on that play. If, if Chuck Clark said something back, thus like, yeah, no crap it is, obviously it is. If he said something dumb like that or stupid like that, if he provoked Earl Thomas now, that's a whole different story. Because we're talking about someone who is getting provoked here and is trying to, and that, okay. And I'm not saying Earl Thomas gets a, a, gets a pass here uh, or an excuse to do what he did. He does not get an excuse to do whatever he did. It's not, that doesn't matter. Earl Thomas shouldn't even have done what he did because obviously the consequences were big. He got released from the Ravens. He got released from his team. So big, you got to serve big consequences if you want to be that kind of dude. Now what Earl Thomas did, that I'm, I'm not saying he gets a pass. I'm not saying he gets, there's no excuses for what Earl Thomas did. He's a grown man. He's an NFL player. He's getting paid a lot of money to do what he does as being a top safety in the NFL. He shouldn't, no, that, that's not what, no, you don't get a pass for that. There's no excuses for what he did. What he did was blatantly wrong, but no one knows whether Chuck Clark provoked him or not. Now, if that plays in, that that would play a huge role in my opinion. If Chuck Clark did provoke him, that means that solemnly a little bit of the burden is taken off Earl Thomas, and a little bit of the of the the consequences is going to go on Chuck Clark. Because you, if you expect to provoke someone like that and expect him. To freak and don't expect him to freak out like that, then you got something up your sleeve and you got something coming for it because a veteran in this league like Earl Thomas, if he gets provoked, he's going to respond in a harsh way. And I know a guy like Earl Thomas will. Um, but yeah, I just don't know whether Chuck Clark is involved or not. It, it, it seems to be that it was just Earl Thomas. But do I agree with him getting released? Um...
Now, I don't have a definite answer because I don't know if Chuck Clark was involved. Um, from what I from what I know, I don't think he should have got released because it's not like he, he touched Chuck Clark. It's not like he put hands on him. It's just a verbal altercation that may have been provoked, and but it's apparently it wasn't, but it could have been and may have been. You guys got to look a little bit closer. But from the details that I know, I don't think Earl Thomas deserved to get released. Now, I do think Earl Thomas deserved to be sent home for about one day and miss the next day of training camp to cool off a little bit. I do not think this – I think this was, this was blown out of proportion, and I do not think that – and I think it's honestly the Ravens' loss, to be, to be honest with you. I do not think – I think this situation was blown way blown out of proportion more than it should have been. I do not think Earl Thomas should have been released from the roster and the team. But I do think they did the right decision early on to send, send him home for a day and just let him cool off and then let him come back. Because I, I just don't think that I don't think what he did has earned enough cr uh, credentials to give him uh, basically a warrant to uh, gave the Ravens a warrant to release him. I don't think he's done enough bad things. He didn't touch Chuck Clark. Yes, it was a miscommunication on Earl Thomas's part in the secondary, which led to the decently open receiver getting a catch for a touchdown, for the touchdown catch. I do not think Earl Thomas... It was one miscommunication. I don't know how this could have been blown out of proportion so much. Like... It's one little miscommunication in the secondary, and it's a training camp. Yes, it was one play. You can just run it back and replay the play and line up in the same formations and guard them how you want to guard them. Just fix it. You, you learn from your mistakes and you improve. I don't know how one little mistake gets to a veteran like Earl Thomas who's been in the league for, 10, for about 10 years or so. I, I don't think really... The credentials and the details of what happened would give John Harbaugh and the Ravens enough um, of, a, of a decision to send him packing and even release him. I don't think that's true. So I don't think he should have got released, but I do agree with Earl Thomas being sent home for a day to cool off and, and you know, just focus on things, get back to normal, and cool off a little bit. Now I'm gonna to go to some teams. Uh, I'll do, I'll do two or three teams. I'll go to two teams. I'll do two teams that I think Earl Thomas could land on and go to, and a team, two teams that could sign him. Now, one for mentioned at the news today, there are teams already looking at Earl Thomas. Cowboys, it's among, they're among the Cowboys. Um, I think Texans and. Cowboys and Texans, those two are definitely um, two teams among that are searching and looking at and, and debating on signing a guy like Earl Thomas. Now, teams that I think can sign him. Now, the Cowboys, um, I don't know so much about the Cowboys. I mean, they could use Earl Thomas, but they could use a two-safety look. They could move HaHa -Ha Clinton Dix maybe to... Um, free safety, and they could sign Earl Thomas and put him at strong safety and have those two safeties in. Um, but they do have HaHa -Ha Dix, and that's what I'm saying. They could just move HaHa -Ha Dix, but he's a free safety. They could. I think they're just going to put him at free safety 
and then have Earl Thomas just be the main starter at Strong Safety. Now, Cowboys, Cowboys are a team that I think could sign him. Realistically, they are a front runner to sign him. Now, here's a team that I definitely think that could use a guy like Earl Thomas. Now, that team is the Miami Dolphins. Now, and mainly being why, because they did give up Minka Fitzpatrick, so that still leaves a void. Now, and not to mention, they released Adrian Colbert. So, they have two, you know, they released their two best safeties. They released their two best safeties. Um, they released Minka Fitzpatrick into the season last year, gave him up to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, and they released Adrian Colbert about a couple days ago, who then signed with the reigning Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. So now he has a home with the Kansas City Chiefs, where that, that's a great fit for a guy like Adrian Colbert. He's a younger guy. He's still learning things. He's still getting into the thick of things, getting into the thick of playing this this worldwide great game of football he's still learning lots of things yes he's actually a decent talent now i just think he's a guy who was in a bad situation with the dolphins i think he had talent to be great on the dolphins um but i think in terms of a guy like jamal adams on the jets i think you can you know connect and really talk about what jamal adams situation with the jets he was great on the jets it's just the jets were not a winning football team overall and, and that's a situation that um, I think you can talk about Adrian Colbert with the Dolphins. But now he's with the Chiefs, and he's going to get tons of winning experience now. They have a great defense with Chris Jones and Fred Clark and Tyron Matthew and now Adrian Colbert. Those two safeties, Tyron Matthew and Adrian Colbert, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. They have a great defense, um, especially on that defensive line as well with, you know, Chris Jones. And Frank Clark, but their offense is great too. Patrick Mahomes, they have great explosive offense. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Marcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, all those guys, they're great. And Clyde Edwards Alaire at running back is going to start now that Damian Williams has opted out. But yeah, I think the Dolphins could use a guy like Earl Thomas, not only especially. On his production, he gives the team on the, uh, he he has gave in the past with with about eight years or so with with the um, Seattle Seahawks, but he he gave great energy and production for the Ravens last year in 2019 as well. So I think he that not only could use him with his production on the field, I think he'd be a great spirit in the locker room as well. He would motivate a lot of guys that are down. You know, because the Dolphins aren't a winning football team. Don't get me wrong, the Dolphins aren't bad. The Dolphins aren't even close to being a bad football team. They have talent. They have a great coach, um, Brian Flores, who hypes them up, motivates them, pushes them every day to work and keep working as it is and keep working harder. Now, I think they need a, a, a veteran to, you know, just get the guys in a circle and just... Just mold them together and get them focused. If that if veterans do that. They really often, you know, help the team connect with their chemistry and stuff. And I think that's what the Dolphins could use in Earl Thomas, especially as um, in that secondary. But they have a great corner as well. Xavier Howard's unbelievable. I mean, he's great. He's among a top corner 
He's better than your average corner. Xavier and Howard's a great corner. He's great. Um, but yeah, that defense had pieces only if they kept Minka Fitzpatrick. And this happened with Earl Thomas. Imagine if they kept Minka Fitzpatrick um, at that safety slot for the Dolphins and still got um, Earl Thomas. And those two, that two safety look is oh my good. And Matt, oh, and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. That would be unbelievable. But of course, they had to ship him to the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he's used best and led the league in interceptions for his time with the Steelers, and not didn't even play the whole season. He had six interceptions with playing part of the season with Miami and some of the and the rest of the season with Pittsburgh. So that was great. So yeah, Dolphins are primarily a team. I think Earl Thomas could land on another team. I think he could go to. Um, I would say a team like the Raiders, but that Eric Harris, so. A team that could, you know, actually could use a guy, you know, like, like Earl Thomas. Um, the New York Giants could use a guy like Earl Thomas, especially with a guy like DeAndre Baker, who's having a lot of charges and has off-the-field issues. Their secondary is not looking too great. Sam Beal... You know, I think Sam Beal probably opted out, or something's up with Sam Beal. Maybe it's off-the-field issues or something, but I forget what it was, but something happened with Sam Beal. Um, Earl Thomas could definitely, you know, rise up a secondary and defense of the New York Giants, but he's not going to be happy with, with the decision of how much games they win. They're not going to win all much games. So primarily the teams I think he could go to, definitely a team, definitely the Miami Dolphins, um, not really, not so much the Giants, but the second team I think he could definitely go to is the is the Houston Texans. Um, okay, well you say, oh, Justin Reed's there. Well, is Justin Reed the type of great veteran that that can still play deep into his thirties like Earl Thomas? Nope. I think that defense is molded around the defensive line, of course, with J.J. Watt. Um, the second level of their defense on the football field is not too bad with their linebackers. Um, but the third level, the secondary, the deep guys, corners are, aren't, aren't, aren't too bad. They're not too bad. Um, they did give up Tyron Matthew to the Chiefs back a while, like a year and a half ago. Uh, but they still haven't had a great safety. And they gave up Kareem Jackson to the Broncos last year. So they need a great safety to help them. And I think Earl Thomas could do that. So... Two teams I think you can go to, the Dolphins and the Texans. And yeah, guys, I'll pretty much wrap it up for this episode. Um, I have about three more episodes to come in the next 24 hours, so stay tuned. And yeah, guys, catch you guys later.